what's up, guys? Welcome back to Handle the Pod, and I'm here with my good friend Sam Chang. How's it going, man? Going good, man. It's been a been a really, I guess, wild week, especially yesterday, and we'll cover uh, that. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. But to start off today's episode, we're going to be covering um, Biden's handling with foreign policy and the Iran nuclear deal. So uh, let's get into it. So to all those of you who might not know, the Iran nuclear deal was was formed under the Obama administration back in 2015, where Iran was... um, acquiring weapons-grade uranium to create nuclear weapons. And in order to prevent them from gaining nuclear capabilities, the Obama administration worked out um, a deal with them, along with other G7 leaders who were a part of it. Later, during the Trump administration, um, President Trump had backed out of the deal in 2018, allowing Iran to continue to amass more weapons-grade uranium. And they're getting closer and closer to creating um, nuclear weapons. And now President Biden is trying to reinforce former President Obama's policies and trying to re-enter the deal. So before we get into that, um, Sam, I just want to know your thoughts on it. To be honest with you, I think um, it's really an un- uncomfortable like situation and like a topic in general. The reason, because like I ran... If I had, if I made a list of countries that I despise due to because of like human rights violations and uh, what is it like tyrannical, I guess motives, uh, I would put Iran as number two or three. But in this case, since. We live in a world where nuclear technologies, it's not, it's not like one country has one nuclear weapon. It's not 1945. We're in 2021, where almost every major developed country has more than like thousands of nuclear weapons capable, some more capable than the Tsar bomb, which of course, as you know, it's like, the, the biggest, most destructive nuclear bomb in the history of humanity. But um, in this case, since Iran has, has the technology, it's capable of actually procuring um, uranium and other nuclear bomb, I guess, assets and materials. I think overall, I'm going to say this, we should go back and renegotiate and have the United States be involved in the deal 100%. No, I, I agree with you on that. I think it's very safe to say that um, apart from that, apart from the relations with the United States and Iran, it also poses problems to neighboring countries such as Israel, because um, I'm assuming you know that um, Israel and Iran also have their um, problems with one another as well the middle east is like um the reason for some time i was kind of involved in politics for like several like two or three years i guess in the beginning uh well we were we're young 
I guess. So we were like indifferent in some sort of like way. Then we kind of grown an interest in it once we got older and once we got, I guess, more mature. But we're not at a point of maturity where we could uh, actually like determine what is the right policy. But we're learning and that's good. But um, it's just that the whole Middle East, the history of it, it's just so like a complex thing. It's like the history of Israel and the Muslim people, especially like Palestine. It's just such a like a contentious debate on whether Israel has the land should be a state because like um, we just don't know like there's a big argument of who owns what or who should own what and then also like the difference in religion like Islam, Judaism and Christianity uh, to dumb it down we, they don't see eye to eye and it's kind of obvious in today's uh, climate, what happened in 9-11 and the United States involvement in that we went in like uh, I think around in the 80s, uh, 90s for, uh, because of the Persian Gulf or even before that, like in the Cold War. And yeah. uh, it just grew into this, into this thing that we have now where we had the Iraq war because 9-11 the war in Afghanistan. Uh, we have all these airstrikes, all this involvement, all this like destruction and havoc. It really brings, I think now, I think we should leave the Middle East 100%. And this is not really a easy to, thing to say. Um, I think I'm going with my gut. I think we should not be this involved i think uh we're not the united states has some has to like is kind of accountable to this destruction that is uh, that has happened and that is happening right now and also other countries too uh israel uh iran iraq syria it's just a whole mess that is really yeah. like burdening the country at home really so what you're saying is that we should leave a lot of the relations and tensions between these middle eastern countries to themselves to sort out their business and it's not necessarily our problem to get uh, or to intervene in their in their own political issues you see that is where it's uncomfortable for me to say that because um israel if we just leave them there, who knows? Like, if you you said, like, if we just didn't care about them and just left it, uh, left it to themselves, uh, that doesn't really help the fact that they really don't like each other because of the past history that they had. But yeah. It's really this thing. I would... All this war and destruction... That we were that we are a part of, and that other countries have been a part of, really, it's just indescribably, indescribably like 
destroy like life for innocent citizens there. And I think for going back to the uh, Iranian nuclear deal, I think in terms of military intervention, I think we should really be critical and hopefully just think about, think like think critically about it before engaging. But I like, if I were the president, right. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be involved at all, but of course, when it, if it comes to that, if we, we have another like Pearl Harbor or 9-11, we have to do that. But, um, but for the Iranian nuclear deal, this all like, um, we have it because Iran has the capabilities of making a nuclear weapon. And we, there is like this fear of them using it against like our allies probably in like for Israel, even in Europe or even at us. Um, and I think I want to like sit, uh, like recite all the, the history of it. I think we, so the deal is basically we lift uh, economic sanctions. We lift them, like relieve the uh, Iran of them in exchange for like for us, Europe and the United States conducting like um, like watching them just like monitor 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 sorry monitor uh, monitoring them uh, like what goes in to their country like what it's like basically overseeing their nuclear program and putting like restrictions and stuff like that and that deal really i have no idea why president trump chose to exit out of that deal um because if we the deal is really uh preventing or delaying any trying to like have iran just like calm itself and not make making sure they don't make any new uh, nuclear weapons but all of this is like very disconcerting when it comes to the Middle East. And going back to your question of whether we should be indifferent, I don't think we should be indifferent. Like we should know what's going on there uh, because it's much, it's like a much bigger thing because of like Russia, China involved and also in Europe. But what I'm critical about is the use of nuclear weapons, the use of airstrikes, putting our troops in. That's what I'm critical of. Because the airstrikes, um, I heard about yesterday about the Biden airstrike. So basically that was due because uh, these Iran-backed militias like attacked uh, one like civilian contractor and wounded uh, some American uh, soldiers, I think. And we responded yeah. back. I think we did some damage, but we also, I heard that 11 citizens, 11 innocent Syrians died because of our airstrike. That's what I, that's what I'm critical of. It's like no. these airstrikes not only hurt the enemy, they hurt innocent people. That is why I don't like 
military intervention in the Middle East. It's not like I'm also concerned about innocent people living there. And if we like commit these airstrikes, these innocent people will look at us with such animosity and with such like hate. We don't like, they would see us as the bad guys. Are we really fighting for them? Even though we're killing them? It's like, yeah, that's why I'm really critical of military intervention. No, yeah, you're making a very good point. And if you don't mind, I'd also like to take it back to you as another example, like what you were saying earlier with um, uh, the whole situation in the Middle East in terms of like, let's take it all the way back to the war on terror under the, the Bush administration. Um, you know, sure, you could say we were fighting against um, terrorist organizations like Al-Qaeda and the rest of them and the Taliban and whatnot. And in, in, in a sense, you could say that cause was just. And, you know, I don't think too many people would disagree with um, that sentiment. But at the same time, you could clearly see that um, there were a lot of consequences and, you know, repercussions for a lot of the conflicts fought in the Middle East. You know, as you said, uh, innocent civilians were killed. Um, you know, it was destabilized. People were put out of their homes. You know, food is food was scarce, and uh, a lot of people are you know living in dire poverty. So, um, you 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 make a good point though, because we do end up looking like the bad guys in that situation. But back to an earlier point you made when you started discussing the airstrikes. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Me personally, I believe that although um, Iran were um, the potential aggressors in this situation, I believe that um, the Biden administration's response is going to further strain negotiations between the two countries. And it could also potentially strengthen the alliance that is already had between China, Russia, and Iran, but what do you think? Um, well, yeah, when I first heard of the news, I thought immediately to the nuclear deal and how it will, I mean, at this point, I think tensions between us and Iran are already at a very vulnerable point because of the uh, airstrikes against one nuclear scientist, nu one nuclear Iranian scientist, and uh, well, what was his name? Soleimani. And uh, Soleimani was the sorry, uh, Soleimani was the general. I believe the nuclear scientist was killed in December of last year. Yeah, uh, I think at already at this point, the odds of having a nuclear deal are. It's just kind of low, but I think, I don't know how much Biden's airstrike has, um, you know, like has like what effect it had on an already like dissolving relationship between I, the U.S. and Iran. But I all I can say now is that I hope to God that we, str we strike a deal again 
renegotiate. It's, um, yeah, that's all I could say. Just hope that just happens. Okay. Uh, lastly, on the on the nuclear deal, I wanna I wanna know your stance from this viewpoint. You know, because based off of what you've told me, um, you do want to re-enter the nuclear deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I just want to offer this because as I've seen on the internet quite a bit, I have to um, check this out, but many, there have been mixed opinions about re-entering the nuclear deal. Mostly I've seen people wanting to say they want to re-enter it, but some people are um, saying that uh, the United States is re-entering this um, on the, on the, on the losing end of the, on the losing side of the negotiations in a sense, more or less because they're willing to give in and meet Iran's demands, more or less giving them leverage and negotiating, um, you know, um, re uh, renegotiating uh, a brand new nuclear deal. So I want to know your opinion on this. Is the United States uh, giving Iran leverage by, um, you know, is Iran is the United is the United States giving Iran leverage by um, uh, more or less giving in to their demands? Well, if you what I've learned from the nuclear deal is that the reason why we are lifting sanctions is because in the first place the economic san sanctions have like completely they ruined the Iranian economy and like they it affected like oil production that's like probably the main thing that keeps the iranian economy moving and by like in negotiating this deal right on uh lifting economic sanctions uh but also putting like restrictions on iranian uh, iran's like nuclear capabilities i think that really is i guess a good move it's like uh, it, it's it's like we it's like there are good things on both sides that come out from the deal. Iran is like could actually grow its economy while we could be more relaxed uh, of the fact that we are that we have knowledge coming in about Iran's nuclear uh, capabilities, knowing like like what goes in, what goes out, what's being made and what's not being made and all that information. But going back to you saying like there's opposition to the deal because it puts America at the losing end of the stick, right? Yeah, essentially. The reason why I support the deal is because I put this in a worldwide perspective, right? I think what what's good for the world is inevitable is good for us, the United States. So what I mean by that is if we restrict by the, with this deal, restricting Iran and Iran, it prevents us, it prevents like further agitation, further like, uh, like fear trepidation of, 
like an arms race of like that would that could if like the steps are taken uh, are are taken in the, like the wrong place of like nuclear war, and no one wants nuclear war. No one, not even no, not Russia, China, us, Canada, Europe. No one wants war. And if we take the steps, for like for instance, going back to the nuclear deal, we sort of prevent that. So, to, uh, so to speak, we try. We, I think of renegotiating in uh, the deal as like a sort of an act towards preserving peace, preserving stability, and just like one step into this overall mission of preventing like another world war because after another world war world war three it's over humanity will possibly never come back into into what it is today and that's really um the claims like in, like conclusively like the claims that america is like in the short end of the stick i think it's, it should be refuted because at the end of the day, the deal, uh, people, the reason why like people are want to be in this deal, and by people, I mean the major European countries, the allies, and also Iran, is uh, preventing another war, and that's really what it is. No, yeah, you're right about that. Uh I'd have to say that um, uh, it's it's fair it's very unpredictable at the moment, and we'll just have to see what the Biden administration does moving forward and what steps they take to re-enter the deal and potentially ease tensions with Iran, and as well as that, um, also see how he handles. Um, some national security security issues surrounding countries like China and Russia, but uh, only time will tell from this point on. I think it's a, it's still a little too early to um, predict where things are going to go, but we can only hope and pray for the best. Yeah, but uh, I just want to add, what really annoys me, right, is that these countries, Russia, China, and Iran, these are not democracies like us like they when it comes to like the, the democracy index like uh that is uh, created by the economist right they're always classified as authoritarian regimes i'm very critical of that i human rights must be preserved if you want a better more prosperous world but these uh, these governments they don't really emphasize that. For example, like China with the Uyghur camps and um, Hong Kong, suppressing Hong Kong and also Taiwan and the whole uh, debacle in Russia with like Alex Navalny, who is trying to oppose Putin because of like Putin's long reign over Russia and also Iran in the Middle East, no, notoriously uh, undermining women's rights. But I think at the end of the day, the best case scenario, because all these countries have 
the cap- the capacity to destroy the world as as well as us and the best thing we could do is to strike a deal and that's um that is what is necessary and it's really a tough decision to make but otherwise if we don't i mean who like like who knows what will happen right if you know what i'm saying yeah i do we it's it's going to be the uh, president biden's going to have to be very careful um over these next um upcoming months with the negotiations uh but yeah so uh we've covered something fairly important today i think very interesting i think there's like things like these right yeah. Even though we're like 16 and like in high school, I think because like our generation is so like politically involved, right? Um, yeah. It's like we need to talk about these th- like things like these because it will, in the end of the day, the wrong turn will affect us. It will affect us all. And I like, this sounds like so like, uh, what's the word? Like pessimistic, I, th- uh, I, I guess. It's just like, these important things need to be discussed like by whoever, whoever could read a new newspaper, whoever's like interested in politics, foreign affairs, whatever. It's like, we need to like step up and just like, Hey, like research what we know and possibly when we are older, which the next generation will be, I guess we could be more prepared, I guess. I don't know. Like, uh, I guess prepared for, the future because i think eventually if this deal like goes on and on for decades we will be passed the i guess the torch will be passed to the next generation of americans and next generation of leaders around the world and yeah and hopefully we can continue to maintain peace and you know strive for that uh, to strive for that ideal goal, you know, world peace. And world peace is possible. Very hard. It's very, but I believe it's possible. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Uh, let's let's you know. Let's just let's just wait and see. Uh, but yeah. So it's it's always fun talking to you, Sam. Yeah, it is. We are spending a Friday afternoon talking about nukes and Iran. This is fun. Uh, yeah, nothing just like having a, conver- a casual conversation about, you know, the annihilation of the human race. Am I right? Uh, these things really, oh my, it really just messes with your head. But, but nevertheless, it's important. I mean, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. So, uh, thanks again for coming on today. You know, uh, thanks to everybody for listening. This is Hail to the Pod. And, uh, yeah, have a good weekend. See ya. All right.